Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, Executive Editor at Glossy. And today's guest is Dr. Barbara Sturm, obviously well-known for her eponymous skincare line. And thank you, Barbara, for being here today. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good, um, given all the circumstances. You know, we need to be happy to, you know, stay healthy and, um, you know, and, and, and really get going with what we got to do, you know? Absolutely. So, um, Barbara, you know, I think within the beauty world and the wellness world, you're very well known, but um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your past, a little bit about where you got started, because I think your road to becoming a beauty founder, a beauty CEO is quite unusual. Yeah, and I'm definitely definitely not a beauty junkie. I mean, I literally grew up as a tomboy climbing trees. I was never really interested in anything like makeup or anything, but I always wanted to become a doctor. And when I um, went into the orthopedics after studying medicine and sports, I came together with a group of scientists and orthopedic doctors, and I helped pioneering a treatment where you take the body owns proteins, like you take the blood of a patient, you process it in a certain way, you create anti-inflammatory proteins and re-inject those into joints, and you slow down the aging process by taking inflammation out. So inflammation and aging always was very interesting for me me to see how it goes together. And when I started um, injecting Botox and fillers, because I was always a very artsy person and I was always very intrigued with the aesthetics field as well. So at one point in 2001, I think I started you know, using filler and Botox and I learned from the best and I created my own techniques. But then I wanted to do something really on the molecular level, on the cellular level. And I translated the knowledge from the orthopedics into the skin and I created something everybody knows as blood facial. Some people call it vampire facial. I created this in 2002. And so I, I kind of slipped into the aesthetic world and, you know, and, and, and then paired with the idea of what I need for my own skin because I just wanted a good moisturizer at that time and I couldn't find anything on the market. So I wasn't wearing any makeup or anything, but I had to go and see a facialist because my skin was dry all the time. So every three weeks I went to my facialist and she would give me more products and more masks and I tried everything on the market and nothing worked for me. And I said, I said, okay, good. I, I make my own cream. So I created my cream. My grandmother was a pharmacist. She helped me to formulate it. So it's freshly made and I added the proteins from my blood as well. And it fixed my skin overnight, literally. So all my patients, um, you know, started using that cream. And obviously they weren't just happy with one cream. They said, Dr. Sturm, we need a cleanser. We need this. We need this. What's the whole routine? Give us the whole routine. So I started um, creating products and that's how I got into that industry, but still only designed for helping my patients. And then because of distribution issues, I said, I actually only want to be on Net-A-Porté to be able to distribute into the entire world where my patients were. And so they launched me. And from that point, every retailer called me up, Dr. Storm, we want your products. So so that is how it all started. And now here I am loving, um, you know, developing um, ingredient science products, which help basically everybody with skin, you know? Barbara, I'd love to hear a little bit about when you realized that, you know, this wasn't just something you were doing for your patients. This wasn't just a compliment to maybe the Botox or filler or vampire facials they were giving or getting. And this was a full-fledged business because, you know, you make it sound like so um, happenstance in a way, like the way Net-A-Porter was a way to get your clients their products, you know, when they were 
running around the world or when they were in different countries. But, you know, your your business is quite considerable now. You're one of the best-selling lines at Sephora. Um, and, you know, you have so much celebrity clientele supporting you that's so word of mouth. So that is a really good question because um, I was doing this for my patients and I wasn't thinking, oh my God, I'm doing something super amazing. I, I never, I'm never someone who pets herself on the shoulders, you know, how good my products are, whatever. But, you know, at one point I was like, okay, if it helps me, it helps all my patients, everybody's obsessed with it. Why wouldn't it help the woman or the man in Australia or the woman in, in, in Russia? Or why would, if we are so happy with it, why isn't the whole world happy with it? So I kind of got this click. Okay. This is actually a really amazing product. And, you know, I think quality is always number one priority and the best marketing, you know, I'm not a fan of marketing, but I think the best way to to bring products into the world is by word of mouth advertisement. So my entire business also, you know, when I was a doctor, patients would tell other patients and then I would come and then I would love it and I'd tell their friends. And it's the same with the products, you know. It, you trust your friends so much more than a marketing slogan at Heathrow Airport, you know. You listen to your friend, but not someone who comes up with a slogan. So I think that is also, in the long run, a very sustainable way of um, creating a successful business. How would you say, you know, your client interaction and your one-on-one -on -one treatments in your spa and in your, in your office really informed what you wanted your product line to be like? Because so many skincare brands, you know, over skew or have too many products and, and do kind of the exact opposite of what you've been doing. So I think, you know, um, if you look at the big industry, I mean, everybody knows um, that is a really huge market and everybody is trying to get a place there. And especially those giants, you know, they, they there's like a huge executive team. There's a huge marketing team. There's a huge whatever team, operations team. And there's like the chemists somewhere else, you know, and the chemists, they're totally disconnected from a patient or from, it's not possible to, to really get into a real good product. So I think, you know, um, you know, I'm a founder's driven business. I'm still seeing my patients. So I really know what works. I'm doing research. I'm, you know, doing every process myself um, with my team, obviously, but I'm really involved in everything. And so I can guarantee that these products are really working efficacy driven and not needed like this big uh, marketing push. And I think the new um, skincare industry, um, you know, has to really um, see that you know, you see brands, you know, who, who, who look into science and, you know, have like a, um, like a whole story behind it and all of a sudden pay more attention to what the product really, really does instead of, um, you know, and then, yeah, of course mm -hmm. they have so many cues because, oh, today the trend is retinol. So, okay, let's do a retinol product. Tomorrow the trend is uh, a vitamin C. Oh, let's do a vitamin C serum. So they're just jumping on trends, you know, and I never did that. I don't like, I don't like mainstream. I do the things which I think are right to do and are right for the skin. So I, I really um, do, you know, a different angle of products and I only do the things which are actually needed instead of um, pushing it out to make money. So my first you know, I've never chased money. I put all my money in that business. You know, I was never doing this for money, but for passion and for the belief of what my patients need, you know. How do you think the rise of store closures and spa closures has really affected the way that 
customers approach skincare because, you know, I keep hearing this word like clinical or clinical, you know, that those kind of brands like your own, Dr. Dennis Gross, Augustana Spotter, you know, brands that have authority are really the ones who are winning out throughout the pandemic. So I, I, I think, you know, you can't say, you know, just because a brand claims to be clinical, that's necessarily good for the skin. Um, I think people looking for like some proof of efficacy, but in the last instance, it's like what you try on your skin and you love and you see like that it helps your own skin. So I think in general, people are, you know, very educated. We can look up everything. We can become experts, everything. People, you know, don't want to buy a marketing slogan. They want to know that isn't my product. That's why it works, you know. And, you know, I, I, I started very long time ago. I started explaining ingredients. Now every brand is explaining their ingredients, you know. So I really also that I like it, you know. I'm setting these trends for other brands to really educate their customer. And it's kind of like funny to, you know, you do like some Instagram posts and a week later you see it with other with those other brands, you know. Say, so okay, okay. You know, if I, I, you know, I make it better for everyone, but um, it's kind of funny. You know, I think in the end, you know, you need to really trust a brand. You need to um, say, you need to think, is this someone I trust or is this just blah, blah marketing? You know, whatever it is, whether, you know, they say it's clinical or not. There are so many clinical brands, you know, driven by doctors who give out ingredients which are really terrible for their skin. And they know it's terrible, but yet it drives sales and money. So, you know, I would, I, I, it's not my philosophy, so I really want to do something which is amazing for the skin, you know? What's it like being a founder today? Because I know that you've had very slow and steady growth, and you have, you know, been careful about the way that you expand and scale your business. But like you said, you know, everybody's on Instagram now. Everybody can say what you're saying. So what's it like, you know, being on lives all day long and, you know, talking to your customers and being so involved in, in the process still? I mean, as a founder, it's, you know, it's very fun because I can live my dreams. So it's great. It's also, you have a lot of responsibility because you grow the business. You have, you know, so many people helping you and working with you. And you need to make sure that, you know, everything goes in the right direction. Um, to me personally, I love educating because, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm, I like to give advice. And especially during these times in COVID now, I was able to really connect with my patients and customers and really give them advice. So that is really one thing I, I totally love. And I like to dedicate, um, you know, my, my, my life to this passion. I'm 24 seven really. And I, I, I don't know if this is the best for my kids, but on the other <laughs> hand, they, they, they learn so much from it as well. And they learn like a work ethic. They learn so many values out of it, you know, but you know, you don't know what's right or wrong, but you know, it makes me happy. And, and, you know, it's like, we're quite a, a fast growing business, actually, you know, I make sure it's sustainable. So I don't want to do one sale and then Never again, you know, you just want to have your customers keep, you know, being loyal to your products and loving them and being happy with them. So what drives me the most actually is like the feedback of my patients and customers They, when they write me these amazing letters, how I transform people's skin. It's like the the biggest pay for me and that what keeps me going and what drives me, you know. Absolutely. I know that you're, you recently revamped your, your website last year in the prime time of the pandemic. Tell me a little, <laughs> tell me a little bit about how you 
what you were thinking about and you know how retail has really changed because you know Net-a-Porter has always been an online business but you were also in many stores like Sephora that we just mentioned and I'm just wondering you know what was that kind of foresight like you know I I was trying like for over 3 years to redo my website and you know we started one and then we changed it and this was all gone it took us forever to get this new site up it was like crazy to to get that done and then yeah right during the pandemic when it really matters that your website is like you know at the top with a ceo and all this kind of stuff and you know it's kind of tricky to launch a new website during this period and we did super super well with it you know it could have been quite a catastrophic experience but it was really great and now we are so happy we have it we put a lot of love and effort into it to really serve our our our, our customers and 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 people so so well as well as we can so it's not just like oh buy my products it's more like here you get education here you get all the you know new launches first you get so much more insight um through the site now which i'm very excited about and way more coming with that and yeah netta porte um i've been selling there since over 8 years i think and it's a very strong partner to us so i always worship um those online we were doing so well with them it's it's just like you know it's like we're family because you know i I've known them forever. It's like so nice. We we love our relationships also with our retailers, like Cult Beauty, whatever it is. They're all really amazing for us. Retailers, they they pivot really really well from from, you know, stores to online. I'm doing lives with so many retailers, you know, Bergdorf's doing amazing with us just because, you know, we also, you know, we do IGTVs for them. So I'm really constantly filming content for everyone. It's not just for our website so i like to really keep um you know this this business is close to me instead of just doing it for my own but basically i want to being able to own my customer in a way that i educate directly and not necessarily through other outlets unless i do like you know master classes lives or igtvs with them you know How do you think um your customers changed now that you have this website and you're the direct source cuz I imagine you have so many new customers so many people who never had heard of you and this incredible brand awareness at this time Yeah I think especially because um I also started something called Skin School and um you know which is free education for teenagers who are at home are being homeschooled to give them advice how to really take care of their skin i invite like doctors i invite like interesting people to speak with me on them we do one on ones with them it's it's very very nice and so i think you know it's a whole new um you know community basically and everybody's so grateful and happy we're doing that and i love it so i think this um whole education part is a very um close to my heart project in everywhere if it's life it's master classes skin school maskathon we did so many things and um i think that is what we also will keep doing you know i always really look into how can i serve my patient my customer the best how i can make them happy you know how 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 do they feel taken care of in the sturm team um you know i started something called um college ambassador program so we 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 did a whole community of students who are team sturm now and we're doing a bunch of projects with them and it's fun for them so i think we really um focusing on our community 
How, where do you think the place of the store is in all of this? Because I know you opened a place here in New York in 2019, and right before the pandemic, you were going to open a Beverly Hills-based pop-up. So, you know, and obviously you have your office uh, abroad. And so I'm wondering where you think, you know, that future lies. That is, you know, it's hard to say. You know, we we opened a gorgeous store in in, in Be- it's it's West Hollywood actually. It's beautiful. I mean, like it's kind of sad to see it, um, you know, not being fully you know used because we can't do facials right now in New York. And we're opening London in March. We open a few more locations actually, and that's a little bit my swimming against the stream kind of philosophy. You know, when everybody's closing down, I'm I'm just opening up. It, I just kind of think it's it's kind of fun. But also, I think you know when people are done with the COVID and we get it under control in a way that you know people can go and have facials again because we all want to have someone take care of us. You know, we also need the human touch, and especially with facials, you can't do it at home. You know, you need to go and sometimes really see see someone, you know, and I think that's why I really believe in our philosophy and bringing like these stern touch points out to, 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 to everybody. So I know you said you're opening London um, pretty shortly. And I'm wondering about this concept of swimming against the stream, because, you know, a lot of people are closing stores or writing off retail. You know, do you think that like more international touch points for you with you in person is going to be important to the growth of the brand? I don't know. I think you could also just grow the brand like digitally and through e-commerce. There's so many ways you can do it. I just believe that I want to give something always to my customers. So it's not much about, you know, I'm not thinking in in the way of, oh, what's good for the business? I'm thinking what's good for my customer. It's a different um, way where I'm coming from. And that is my focus. And mostly I'm right. You know, it's just a gut feeling um, that my customer and my patient want to have this location to, they're excited about it. And, you know, whenever we launch, people are going crazy for it. It's so sweet, you know, and they're so happy. So that is what really um, drives me and makes my heart jump, you know, like bringing this to to everybody who wants to to be part of this derm experience, you know. We'll be right back after this message. How do you navigate, you know, I've heard, you know, in the beauty rumor will that, you know, so many investors have been looking at your business and want to be a part of it, but you've been very regimented against that, you know, and I, I think that's incredible that you own your own business and that you're doing this all on your own with your team. So how have you been able to stay on the straight and narrow in that regard? You know, I think first of all, and that's probably a typical founder. I think every founder has the same idea. I mean, like, because we're so passionate about it, you don't want to have someone telling you, oh, you can't do this. Oh, you have to ask me for permission. You have to go through a big board. You know, all your team is busy every month with writing reports to investors. I think that is really taking away from the, from the original idea. So I really like to stay on top of everything myself and kind of directed myself to really stay close to the DNA of what it was originally and never lose that that way. I would never compromise on formulation. I would never compromise the access people get to to the brand. And so I think I think it's it's the right way for now, you know? What are you hoping to do in 2021 that, you know, people might 
not expect from you and from the company? <laughs> I cannot tell you that because um, <laughs> that was <laughs> come on. <laughs> so we we have a, we have a few. I mean, like outstanding um, launches, like very scientific, very cutting edge. We're introducing a whole new. Um, ingredient to the inky list, which is not even on the inky list in the in the in the in the um, skincare world, which I find so. I mean, I'm so excited about this. I could speak and 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 be in a lab with researchers and and scientists all day long. You know, I'm on the phone with scientists like every week, and I I just love that. So I think there's a, um, a few more things coming, especially for the mature skin, like for everyone who is already seeing sagginess and, you know, loss of firmness. And I think there's not much out there which which is helping that at the moment. So um, I'm focusing on this. I'm focusing on very new technologies. Um, there's another, um, you know, we're opening up another space, which would be very exciting. I, I wonder what everybody will think of that, like a, um, a new skincare space. We, we're working on so many things. Our team um, is very creative. So everybody in our team, like they are entrepreneurs themselves, you know, and they get inspired by the possibilities we have in this brand. So um, it's like a whole, you know, we are all like these like, you know, very excited people about ideas and they're all working hard to make it happen quickly because I, I never have time to wait for stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of... Um, you know, otherwise it would be would be boring as well. You know, if nothing new comes, you can easily make a business succeed um, without all that. You know, you know, I, I'm sure Stern would grow no matter what. But I need the challenge. I need the newness. I need the excitement. Otherwise, it's boring to me. You know. How would you say that, you know, some of the offshoots, you know, whether it's the baby line or the darker skin tone line that you created are, you know, integral to the business, but just kind of where you see the business growing? Because, you know, baby is something that people would say like, oh, do you really need to be doing that? That's not like your hero. That's never going to be the number one bestseller. Maybe it will be. Maybe we're wrong. It should but- be. It should. It should be. It, it totally should be, you know, because there's so many people with little kids who have eczema and they have all these skin problems. And that's because really from day one, when the kids are born and you do the wrong things to their skin, it will adapt. It can already, you know, such vulnerable skin at that point, you know, you know, when my pepper was born six years ago and, you know, I was still in hospital and all these mothers were rubbing their kids with soap and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, it was like really hard for me to watch. So I created um, for Pepper this little line and, you know, my friends were asking, can I have samples? Can I have samples? Can I have samples? And I was like, at one point, it's like, I cannot give up so many sam- samples. I need to really make this as a line. And really, this line is amazing. I even give it to, you know, adults with eczema and stuff. These products are amazing. And I think if you take good care of your kid's skin, it will less likely end up with problems later on. So I really think it matters. And regarding the darker skin tone line, it's another really amazing line, which I um, developed six years ago. And this line should be huge by now. I, you know, I had to fight my way through to have retailers take it. It was very, it was almost like, like, it was almost like a racism in the beauty industry. It was kind of weird, you know? And yeah, obviously now it has more acceptance, but you know, I had like two big articles, um, like years ago on the idea that we had that line and retailers wouldn't take it. And we, I, I basically forced them to take it, but it's a big, big space. I believe, I think we really need to also, understand 
each skin type, each skin color, because, you know, melanin-rich skin has is prone to way more inflammation. There we come to inflammation again because of the... Um, the melanin, uh, melanocytes. And this inflammation translates in post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Yeah, so the, the, the inflammation causes acne breakouts and, and then the inflammation causes hyperpigmentation. So that's the problems. Acne breakouts, pigmentation. So this line is really targeting not just the characteristics of the skin, but also this overpowering inflammation and the hyperpigmentation and everything in the most gentle, most beautiful way. And I created it with Angela Bassett, actually. And it's such an amazing line catered really for high quality for everybody who's looking for the best ingredients um to treat their skin so i think i i, I wish i don't know how to um uh, you know communicate it better we're doing round tables since four years with editors from essence from you know everyone like you know we, we did breakfast for 30 people at the time to discuss really how to how to communicate and stuff it's not so easy you know I, I no, it's need- it's definitely not easy. And, you know, as someone with darker skin, I think it's so interesting because, you know, what I think you learn as you're more in, in the beauty industry is that you realize that, like, the products that are people with brown and black skin, you know, they shouldn't be using it. You know, they shouldn't be using retinol in the same way. They shouldn't be using, um, you know, hydroquinone in the same way. And I'm just wondering, you know, when you see these kind of growth opportunities, maybe you don't look at them at growth opportunities, baby, darker skin, inclusion, you know, I imagine that some, you know, retailers, especially, or investors, if they were to come along, you know, they'd want you to keep doing the same thing, you know, just kind of keep building on the same hero skews, make a light moisturizer, make a body moisturizer, make a thick moisturizer. So I'm wondering how you kind of challenge, you deal with that challenge. But you see, it's um, it's a very good question, by the way. You know, the first, I I thought this market would be huge. And Angela and I was, oh my God, I produced so much of this stuff. I think I threw away half a million worth of um, production costs of products because I couldn't sell them. You know, I couldn't sell them that fast. And it was like, it was mind blowing to me. And we still, I, I went in production again. I wouldn't give up on it. I was like, okay, I stay on it. I stay on it. And very interesting. I um, hired a genius, actually, a genius um, for finance and operations lately. And she said, you know that um, a mess is making 50% of their revenues from one bag, you know, like from whatever, you know, and they focus on this one product and you should focus on this one product, exactly what you just said, you know, and while I think they are so smart and it's so right. And, you know, if I was this like, you know, greedy business person, you know, I would say, okay, she's right. I'm doing exactly that. Um, I just, I just like to really educate, you know, about the baby and kids line, you know, more. And I would, want to focus and I really want to focus on the darker skin tone line more and I'm already focusing a lot but um you know this needs to be really um you know I I need to stay on it you know this is very important for the entire world you know not just me doing it but like lots of lots of brands going into the space and serve this customer you know, speaking of the trend perspective and where you think that the industry is moving, what what are your predictions for this year? Because, you know, we're hearing so much about these multi-use products, makeup, skincare hybrids, hair, skincare hybrids. I know you have a scalp serum. You know, is that something that you think is really going to take off or what's your prediction for the industry? I mean, yeah, I, I did a scalp serum. We're working on other products in the hair space. We are actually almost done because it's like... 
you know, I'm using shampoo, I'm using conditioner, but I want to use shampoo and conditioner made by me, by myself. You know, it's like, I know the ingredients, I know what it does, I know when it works. And then, you know, I know it's nothing which could harm my skin or my scalp. So yeah, we go in that space, but, um, you know, makeup, we did the spot treatment in all different colors, which is amazing. You know, I'm not a makeup freak. So, you know, I'm probably not into creating a whole makeup line that's not that that's not really but who knows you know i think i think at the moment um you know everybody's trying to find the next trends and to see what people doing to you know because mostly brands are very industrial you know and they they are run by hedge funds funds they are run by big giants so that is you know, more marketing. I think the skincare industry should leave this marketing component really does something which brings value to the customer, which the customer is very differentiated and, and understands more and more and more. So they can't be tricked anymore. So it needs to be really, um, you know, valuable. And I think, you know, I'm pretty much the trendsetter. If you want to know what's going on, just watch what I'm doing. <laughs> I love that. Um, will you tell me a little bit just about, you know, your sales have grown 300%, you know, pretty much pretty steadily, I believe, since 2018. When you think about, you know, global domination, your future, you know, what can you tell us about where the the Sturm brand has been in the last year and what you kind of are seeing for 2021? So if, 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 if I would wish you know, for something, you know, and I think that's really already happening. I think now every brand is talking about inflammation and anti-inflammation. That's what I brought pretty much to, to life, um, which I think is really good that people are like, you know, adapting to my philosophy, you know, I think this philosophy of keeping your skin barrier function strong and not destroying your skin, repairing here, doing something on a molecular level and, and being really good to your skin instead of attacking your skin and aggressively attacking your skin. I think this is like what I would wish to happen if I can influence it fine. You know, I, I would love that. For Sturm, you know, I think we just keep doing what we're doing um, and, and, and trying to to be best in class. I, I I like to be best in class always. So um, I will do my best to stay there and yeah, and inspire, you know, other brands and doing the best we can with my team. I mean, I think we're, we're on the right track. Do you worry at all about, you know, scaling too fast or going too slow? Or are you just on your own pace? <laughs> you know, I have this you know, I don't even know if it's smart to say, but I have this kind of naive optimism in my in in me, which probably make make makes me do all the things I've done. You know, I probably otherwise wouldn't never have opened my own clinic in two thousand six. You know, which was crazy at that time. If I would have thought about it, if I would have made a um, business plan at the time, I was like, oh, geez, I could do that. You know, I never really did a business plan for anything. I really follow my beliefs and. It, it 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 turned out so so good so well so i i just i just um i just don't worry i i you know it 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 is what it is it goes how it goes you know if we succeed amazing if we don't then i did my very best to to and, and everything i believe in you know absolutely thank you so much for being here dr sturm it was wonderful having you thank you so much for having me so so sweet thank you so much 
Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening.